0: Happy Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Good Tidings radio broadcast here on WXAN Radio out of Ava, Illinois. We are found regionally on your FM dial at 103.9. We're also found at WXANradio.com. Go to our website and click on live stream and you'll be able to hear all of the scheduled programming, and you'll be able to hear the Good Tidings radio broadcast. I am David Pinkerton, your radio pastor, and we're glad you're tuning in. Regardless of where you may be today across this wonderful country, or even in foreign countries, we're glad you're tuned in today. Also, as you listen regionally, as you're traveling around southern Illinois, southeastern Missouri, we want to thank you for tuning in for the next few minutes. We are on as the Lord is willing, at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on Saturdays here on WXAN Radio. We're glad to be part of this wonderful program and ministry, and I want to encourage you to support WXAN Radio, please, with your prayers, with your finances. Uh, Danny and Leanne took on a great leap of faith when they purchased the radio station uh, the secular world wants the radio station, and Danny and Leanne stepped out as the Spirit led them to uh, take it and use it for the glory of Jesus Christ and keep it a Christian radio station. So, tune into the programs, and we're especially uh, blessed that you would tune in to the Good Tidings radio broadcast. Uh, text a friend right now, call a friend, email a friend, let them know that the Good Tidings radio broadcast is on. And we'll be glad to uh, to share God's word with you and hopefully encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Now, if you'd like to contact me, you can do that one of two ways. You are welcome to call WXAN Radio, or contact them through their internet. <clears throat> They'll be glad to respond to you. Uh, Will is the general manager here, and he acts punctually. I'm glad to report, and so do his staff. Or you can contact me directly. Uh, you can contact me via email at first. My email address is that's DR D A V E. That's doctor Dave D R D A V E one three at gmail.com. Doctor Dave one three at gmail dot com. And here we are the day before Mother's Day. Now I want to encourage you today. I am going to bring a Mother's Day message. And for those of you that have your mother uh, still with you, those of you that uh, you know that your mother's went on to be with the Lord, well, I I want to let you know that we're going to be praying for you. And you can take those wonderful traits and things that your mom taught you, share them with your children and grandchildren and with children in the world today. There are a lot of people that would like to have a mother like you had. And I'm thankful today that my mother, Helen Pinkerton, who lives in Kirksville, Missouri, uh, is my mom. She's the best mom in the world. She has been a wonderful and is a wonderful mother to me. She is my mom. I am a twin. I have a twin brother named Dennis. I have a younger brother named Darren and, uh, We are the Pinkerton clan from Kirksville, Missouri. My dad is Eugene. So if you would uh, say a prayer today for your mothers, I want you to pray for my mom, Helen Pinkerton. I also been blessed. Uh, My wife's mother, Sharon, is a wonderful mother-in-law to me and a wonderful mother to Dorinda, my wife, and that is Sharon Rubel. She's a wonderful mother as well. So I want to share with you this morning, Uh, Some thoughts on your mother and Mother's Day, okay? So anyway, thanks for tuning in to WXAN Radio. God bless you. Make sure you're, if you're driving, make sure you drive safely, okay? But we want God to bless you. We're going to take a text this morning in John chapter number 19. So if you have your Bible available or you can get the Bible over your phone, Uh, Pull it up. Now, I read from the King James Bible version, if you know that. Uh, So if you have another version, it may differ just a smidge. But either way, we're glad you're tuned in and hope that you'll tune in and stay tuned in as long as you can. Okay? John chapter 19 and verse number 26. John chapter 19, verse number 26. Here we are on the eve of Mother's Day. I'm thankful for a country that does recognize Mother's Day and mothers. All right, John chapter 19, verse number 26 and 27. As we consider the sermon this morning, seven ways to love your mother. Seven ways to love your mother. Look at verse 26. John 19 and verse 26. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, woman, behold thy son. Verse 27, then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her unto his home. Seven ways to love your mother. Now, I want you to follow with me this morning as much as you can. And listen closely. Mary here in our text had witnessed the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, her only begotten son at that time, and the only begotten son of God, virgin-born, she had witnessed him from the foot of the cross. He's dying on the cross to pay for the sins of the world. He's taking our sin debt, my sin debt and your sin debt. He's being punished in our place. God is taking every sin that me or you have ever committed in the whole world, the sins of the whole world, of every human being, and punishing Jesus in our place. He's bearing our sins in his own body on the tree. That's the sacrificial, vicarious suffering of Jesus Christ. That's why a church or a baptistry or a sacrament or a religious policy or statement cannot save you. Only Jesus is the Savior because he bore our sins in his own body on the tree. He died for the sins of the whole world. Not these organizations and not these people. Jesus did, and him alone. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you're going to heaven, you're only going through Jesus Christ, trusting him by faith to be your Savior. Have you trusted Christ to be your Savior? If not, ask him in a simple prayer right now to come into your heart, forgive you of your sins. And he will save you. Remember the thief that hung on the cross with Jesus? The thief on the rise said, Lord, it wasn't the fancy prayer. It wasn't a fancy prayer. It was a heartfelt, sincere desire. He said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said, this day shalt thou be with me in paradise. He didn't tell him to get down off the cross and get baptized. He didn't tell him to get down off the cross and go to church and Sunday school and give in the offering. He didn't do all that. Why? The man was dying. But Jesus said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. You see, the man, the, the, the thief on the right of Jesus took his faith and he put it in Jesus. And if you're going to heaven, the only way you're going is by putting your faith in Jesus. And that's it. So, friend, do that today. Mary had witnessed the crucifixion from the foot of the cross. And can you even imagine how she must have felt? Jesus turns to John and says, take care of her. He looks at his mother and says, let him stand in my place as your son. You see, John lived a very long life. And I believe he took care of Mary until she went to heaven. And you and I should both be involved in taking care of our moms in all so many ways until they go to be with the Lord. Jesus is on the cross. He's bearing the weight of the sins of the the whole world on his shoulders, yet he sees to it to make sure that his mother is taken care of after he is gone. As God, Jesus is dealing with eternal matters. But as man, he's showing all of us today how important it is to take care and love our mothers. You cannot be willfully—notice this, Christian. Listen close, folks. You cannot be willfully wrong with your mother. And be right with God. If your mother is still alive, regardless of your and her ages, you can love her in seven ways. And here they are. Jot these down. Seven ways to love your mother. Number one, love her verbally. Especially men have a problem with this. Men have the philosophy, I don't have to say I love you. You already know it. Or many men do. Some do, some don't. I've told you that before, and if I change my mind, I'll let you know. You've heard some form or fashion of that, probably. Or some man say, I'll show you. I show you I love you. I just don't always say it, but I show you. But women, and especially mothers, want to hear, and children, I love you. Get into the habit of telling your spouse you love them, your children you love them, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. Love your mother verbally. Children need to hear it. And, folks, it makes you more of a man, fellas. It makes you more of a man to say, I love you than not. Dear Abby uh, had been written a um, a letter, and I got to hurry with this, when Dear Abby was very prominent. And this man wrote the letter about his mother. Here's what he said He said, I enlisted shortly after Pearl Harbor. 36 days later, I was on my way to the Philippines in a route. Uh, the Philippines uh, fell to the Japanese, and we were rooted. Or rerouted, rather, to Australia. Eleven days after we landed, I met the most beautiful girl in the world, this fellow said. And on our first date, I told her I was going to marry her. I did. I'm sorry. This man uh, was meeting a lady in a foreign land. He's writing a letter to Dear Abby about this person many years later. Here's what he says. I did. I'm. And 18 months later, while I was on a 10-day rest and relaxation leave uh, from New Guinea, We were married, and after more than 57 years of marriage and two children, my beloved Mary died five days before Christmas. Although we agreed that our ashes were to be scattered over the mountains, I found I could not part with hers. While Mary was alive, she would frequently say, you don't know how much I love you. I'd reply, likewise. I never said, though, I love you. Now her ashes are on my dresser, <clears throat> where I tell her several times a day how much I love her, but it's too late. Although I wrote poetry to her, I could not bring myself to say the three words that I know knew that she wanted to hear the most. As my dearest was dying, and we thought she was comatose, I told her, there aren't enough words to tell you how much I love you. And a few hours later, she whispered, not enough words and died the reason that i'm writing abby is to urge men to express their feelings while their loved ones are alive i don't know why but many men are reluctant to express the depth of their feelings and he signed off missing mary in colorado so gentlemen our spouses need to hear it our children need to hear it and our mothers need to hear that we love them love her verbally number one seven ways to love your mother number two love her physically When's the last time you gave her a big hug without her asking you for it or a kiss on the cheek or a neck rub or just sat on the couch and and to her for a change? She's the first person who ever touched you. She wrapped you in her womb for months and you came out and the first priority was to hold you. She cuddled you. She stroked your head. She rubbed your feet. She held your little cheeks against her. She gave you a finger to grasp a hold of. In love, she did all these things, including grooming you with a lick of her thumb sometimes. When you were little, she would say, Give me sugar, and you'd pucker up, and she'd accept your wet, sloppy kiss and even say thank you. You'd give her bear hugs so tight she didn't have to hold on to you. You'd just cling to her as she walked around. she changed your diapers, potty-trained you, held the Kleenex for you to blow your nose in. She wiped food off your face and for years when she didn't even have to, she constantly touched you and she may have have to hand you off to another and her life may endure some heavy changes. That's your mother, but she deserves your touch and she never should have to give that up completely. Love your mother physically. It would mean more to your mother than flowers or candy or eating out or even a diamond necklace, I'm sure. If you could just touch her again, tell her you love her physically, give her a hug. Now, folks, it's important that your mother, your father, will have Father's Day coming in June, Lord willing. And those around you, share your love with him physically. So love your mother verbally, number one. Love your mother physically. Don't let her starve for that physical touch. Touch her. Tell her you love her. Give her that light kiss on the cheek, kiss on the forehead. I got to do that just not, not long ago, just recently, when my wife and I were in Kirksville, Missouri, and I got to spend the weekend with my dad and mom. Uh, it was wonderful to be able to give mom a hug and a kiss. So seven ways to love your mother. Here on the eve of Mother's Day, love her Verbally. Tell her verbally that you love her. Love her physically. Give her that hug. Give her that kiss. Number three, the third way I submit to you to love your mother is love her patiently. Love her patiently. You see, mothers have an incredible job with no pay. No position in business or in the business world compares to the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual commitment that she has, your mother has in motherhood. There was a saying one time about mothers that stayed at home and didn't get out in the working world, you know, and someone had made a comment that she has no occupation. I want to read to you as time permits, uh, this poem it's about, it's entitled no occupation. I'm sure you could find it if you Googled it, but it says, and I quote, she rises up at break of day and through her tasks, she races. She cooks the meals as best she may and scrubs the children's faces. I'm glad to say my mom did all this. She also worked in a factory eight hours a day and came home to do this as well. So did your moms, many of you. And the poem says again, while school books, lunches and homework, too, all need consideration. And yet the census man insists that this kind of mother, she has no occupation. When breakfast dishes are all done, she bakes a pudding, maybe. She cleans the rooms one by one with one-eye-watching baby. The mending pile she then attacks by way of variation. And yet the census man insists that she has no occupation. She irons for a little while, then presses pants for dad. She welcomes with a cheery smile, returning lasses and laddie. A hearty dinner next she cooks. There's no time for relaxation. And yet the census man insists that this mother, she has no occupation. Folks, don't ever, and I in end, end that poem, don't ever make the mistake of asking a lady, do you work or do you stay at home? You know, the only thing worse you could ask her is if she was expecting when she's not expecting. This is silly. It is kind of funny, but this, it's the truth. There are many ladies today that have to work a job, and then they come home to take care of the house. My mom did that. Helen Pinkerton did that, and she still does that to some degree. Today, she had a set of twins and a younger son, Darren, and she had a husband that she took care of. She worked in the corporate world a physically demanding job and took care of our home as well. Mothers work hard. That's the point. In spite of all that she does for us, here's my point. Sometimes we become impatient with mom. We get so used to her taking care of all the things that we kind of expect it. And we're a little bit outraged if the clothes are not quite dry or they're not ironed or our favorite cookies are not made or something else is going on. Well, she's, Or she picks you up later from school and you have to ride the bus or something happens and you scold her for a minute. Listen closely. Love your mother patiently because she's tender to your needs and it's no reason to take advantage of you, Mom. Don't take advantage of your mother. Love her patiently, love her patiently. Teenagers especially, young people especially, some adults, love your mom patiently. My goodness, think about this. If you treated your friends like some of you treat your mom, you wouldn't have friends. And if you treated their moms like you treat your own mom, some of you, man, they wouldn't have anything to do with you. Your mom deserves better, friend. Your mom's not a rug for you to wipe your feet on and walk on or put your every negative thought on. And even as adults, listen closely. If Your mother's living with you or she's close by. Love her patiently. Love her patiently. Listen to the letter that was written to Dr. James Dobson from Focus on the Family Radio. It was a letter written by an 80-year-old woman on her birthday. And I quote, and I've got to hurry, quoting, I To all my children, I suppose my upcoming birthday started my thoughts along these lines. This is a good time to tell you That what I truly want are things I can never get enough of, and yet they are free. I want the intangibles. I would like for you to come and sit with me, and for you to be relaxed. We can talk, or we can be silent. I would just like for us to be together. I need your patience when I don't hear what you say the first time. I know how tiresome it is always by repeating, but sometimes I must ask you to repeat, I need your patience when I think too much about the past. With my slowness and my set ways, I want you to be tolerant with what the years have done to me physically. Please be understanding about my personal care habits. I spill things. I lose things. I get unduly excited when I try to figure out my bank statements. I can't remember what time uh, that I took my medication (coughs) Excuse me, or if I took it already. Maybe I take some naps sleep sometimes helps me pass the day. Well, there you have it. Time, patience and understanding these are priceless gifts that I want. Finally, in his letter, listen to what Paul said. Or she says, and she's quoting the Apostle Paul now in her letter to James Dobson on focus on the family, this mother. She said, "I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me." Jesus, Paul said that he could do it. I know that I can do it, and it's a wonderful feeling to know that his eye's on the sparrow, and I know he cares for me. Mother wraps it up with saying in her her letter, I guess being old isn't so bad after all. Love, Mom. So focus on loving your mother verbally. Love her physically. Thirdly, love her patiently. And as I must hurry now, the seven ways to love your mother, quickly. Number four, love your mother attentively. Love her attentively. What's that mean? Mothers listened to you when you pouted your head, and you had a sympathetic. You needed a sympathetic ear as you were growing up, and even as an adult, mom has always been there when I needed to talk to her. Her and dad, and that's been wonderful. That's a blessing. But listen closely. She needs to be able to talk to you now. So sit there and listen. Take your head out of your phone. Take your head out of your computer. Take the head out of the television. Shut those things down and listen to your mother attentively. In our parents' older days, many parents have many fears and they have anxieties. And we need to treat them as we would hope they treat the way they took time to listen to us as we were growing up. We need to listen to our parents and our mother especially attentively. Number five, the fifth way to love your mother is to love her gratefully. Love her gratefully. Tell your mom you are thankful for what she has done for you. Let her know that. I tell my mom on a regular basis that I love her and I'm thankful for her to be my mom, being my mother and all that she ever did for me. Because, folks, you'll never know the prayers she prayed behind the scenes, the money she may have given, the things she may have done to make your life better. Love your mother gratefully. Tell your mother that you are thankful for everything that she has done for you. I must hurry because time's escaping me. In seven ways to love your mother, number five, love her gratefully. Be grateful for your mother. I recognize that some of you may not have had a good mother, and God understands that as well. But turn around and be the best mother you can be to that child or those children. Be the best you can be, the best grandmother, the best great-grandmother. Share Jesus with your children. So love your mother gratefully. Number six, in seven ways to treat your mother on Mother's Day, love your mother rather, seven ways to love your mother, love your mother generously. Love her generously. You see, there's nothing too good for your mom. We could never repay her, but we ought to die trying before she does. She didn't spend uh, on herself unless she had all the needs of the children met. I saw my mom do that numerous times. She could easily have done without, and now it's time for her to have something that she wants. Love her generously. She clears her schedule so she can run you all over the place, or did as we were growing up. We need to give opportunities for her, folks, for us to love her generously. Love her generously. Do things for your mom. Take her to where she likes to eat. Read Scripture to her. Take her to something she wants to do. Love your mother generously. Now, quickly, in seven ways, in the seven ways that we have here in our lesson this morning, or our sermon on Mother's Day, seven ways to love your mother. Number seven, finally, love your mother honorably. Love your mother honorably. In Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12, the Bible says, Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Folks, this is binding as long as your mother lives. Another command says, children, obey your mother. Well, just because you left home doesn't mean you can't honor your mother. If you disrespect your mother, God is going to judge you. If you talk hatefully or you cuss your mother, God is going to judge you. We need to love our mothers on this Mother's Day honorably. If you want your children to honor you, you better honor your mother if she's still living. And let her know that. God gives this command when he says, Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land. You want to live a long life? Then honor God by honoring his word, and that is to honor your father and mother. Treat your dad and mom correctly. God said, If you honor them, then your days may be long upon this land. I don't know why God allows what he allows, saints. But I'm sure that some young people have passed away early in life because they didn't honor their dad and mom. So honor your mother. Love her. Love your mother honorably. God makes sure that we he tells us to do that. Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land. Folks, it's important. You want a blessing in life? Honor your folks, honor your folks, honor your mother here, especially on Mother's Day. Make it a tremendous Mother's Day for her. Call her if you can. If you don't have her, then then tell another mother that you know, that that you love her, and you're praying for her. But make someone's Mother's Day a special day this year, would you? It's a special day. We're glad in our country we celebrate it. And remember this as we get ready to close out. Pray for your mother. Pray for her. Remember the hand, pray that God would bless her and he will and give her grace and strength in these days because our mothers are facing challenges in life that they haven't had to face before. My mother has worked hard all of her life and she just recently, because of of some heart attacks last year, had to give up something she loved doing and that is working on her bus route. So folks, honor your mother. To all the mothers that are listening today, I've not done this message service uh, justice, I realize that. I flail so many times when I try to preach, but I wanted to be an encouragement. That's my intention. Mothers, we want to say on behalf of the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast and WXAN Radio, have a wonderful Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers that are listening. May God bless you. May you have a wonderful day. Remember, the Lord loves you. Jesus loved his mother. Now, are you loving your mother? Seven ways to love your mother. I bring you good times.